I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Mel. Hey. Hey, Justin. My dog doesn't have a nose. What? What? How does he smell? Terrible. Hello. Rock, rock, hello, and welcome back to the Flip and Bubba podcast. <laughs> what an entrance. So good. So necessary. Hi, I'm Mel. I'm here with Taylor. Hello. And we are here with Justin. Hi. Our special guest once again. And welcome with back. his really great jokes. It's nice to be here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. We are Never sorry. apologize. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. We've got a story today. Sort of. I'm Ooh. continuing my uh, my <gasps> my series called the American Kennel Club series. <gasps> I said I was going to get a sound cue and I didn't. And you so didn't. I'm going um, to be like, go. Yeah, that's kind of what I pictured. Okay, so you know how. Okay, hopefully this goes. Hopefully this goes well because it's a bit random. But you know how you and I always complain that when we watch (laughs) the American Kennel Club show, there's all those titles and abbreviations that we don't know what they mean? Yes. I found a chart with all the titles (gasps) and abbreviations. Amazing. So... Ugh, there's so (laughs) there's so many. There's so many. What if I I found the name of a winner and you translated it for me? Yeah, sure. So basically... What I've found is that like any of those abbreviations before the name is something that they've already won. Oh, okay. So they're like like their qualifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know how, isn't it like when someone is a Sir, like Sir Elton John is like OBE or whatever it is, like they're the thing of like they're knighted. They have letters after their name. Do you know what I mean? Yes, Yes, I do. Because I know an OAM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the same thing, but with dogs. Okay. So they have those abbreviations. They have prefixes and suffixes, mm. which like distinguish their winnings. Sure. Mm. And stuff. Love that. So for example, AFC is the amateur field trial champion. Oh, okay. AGCH is the agility grand champion. To earn this title, a dog must earn the following. Master standard, Master jumper with weaves, 100 qualifying scores from each class. Master fast, 75 qualifying scores. Time to beat, 75 qualifying scores. Premier standard and premier JWW, 50 qualifying scores from each class. Agility trial. Good grief. So that's what you have to have to have an AGCH. Now you know what I got out of that? What? I heard weaves and then I laughed at the thought of dogs with weaves. <laughs> <laughs> but... It doesn't have the abbreviation for JWW, which was what I was about to look up. It's oh. a JWW. I am looking at a big old list of um, past Westminster show, best in show winners. Um, yeah. And a lot yeah, of the names. Well, see, I don't know if I looked up the right thing because they've just got CH in front of their yes. names. What's that? CH 
is um a champion. Hang on. Oh. I just had it and I lost it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, cha- it literally says champion. Okay. Dogs must acquire 15 points, including two majors, one under different judges, and at least one point under a third different judge in confirmation. Do you reckon if you're best in show, you'll be a champion anyway? So that's why all of these dogs have CH in front? Yes. Good. Good. I also have GCH. Yes, All capitals. that's another common one. I did actually read this before we did it. Is a grand champion. Ooh. Completion of the title requires all of the following. 25 grand championship points. Three majors, one under three different judges. At least one or more points, one under a fourth judge. Must have defeated at least one other AKC champion of record at three shows. Holy moly. That means the winner of 2013, Bernardo Joe V. Tani Kazari. <laughs> the Affin Pincher. <laughs> Did really Sorry, good. Who? <laughs> Say the name again. Oh man, Banana Joe v Tani Kazari. Wow, Banana Joe v Tari Kazari. <laughs> Banana Joe v Tari Kazari. Sorry, Tani Kazari. Oh, uh, my apologies. Affan Pincher. Affan Pincher. <laughs> GDSC is a gun dog steak champion. Steak champion. I like to think that he ate a lot of steak. Yeah. <laughs> I'd uh, win that award too. But it's not. He w- win first place in a steak that has been designated an open gun dog championship steak. Say steak again. Steak. <laughs> Good. Um, I currently don't have any more prefixes. AXP as Ooh. a suffix. Is agility excellent a preferred? For a title, (laughs) dog must earn three qualifying scores in agility, excellent, a preferred class under at least two different judges. Oh. Do you reckon somebody goes around like handing out all these letters? I hope so. You qualify for this now. You qualify for this now. I hope it's like ribbons. You qualify for this now. Like just, they have to be really average ribbons. I like this one. (laughs) AXJ. Uh Excellent agility jumper. Love it. For a title, dog must earn three qualifying scores in excellent a jumpers with weaves class under at least two different judges. I also knew you would like that one. You just like weaves, right? Yeah, I do. She loves a weave. Dogs with weaves. Is that, is that a thing? Yes. It's probably not humane. Then there's a bunch of junior titles. Oh, cute. Then there's a bunch of master titles. Oh, then there's some in all caps. Tell me. MHR, Master Hunter Retriever. This is a hunting test title available to versatile hunting breeds that are allowed to enter retriever hunting tests. <laughs> There's more, but I don't want to That's how all capitals, is it? <laughs> That's all in capitals. That's how it was meant to be delivered. Dog must receive qualifying scores with six licensed or member retriever hunting tests or five qualifying scores of the dogs already earned SHR title breeds eligible for this title are American Water Spaniel, Boykin Spaniel, German Shorthead Pointer, German Wirehead Pointer, Vizsla, Weimariner, WPG, Spinone Italiano. Hunting test. Producer Zane is going to die when he hears this. I hate this, this audio. <laughs> so um, I just like you to know. Were in caps and half weren't. I just like you to know that I did Google image search dogs with weaves and it is. Oh, yeah, it's real. It's a thing, but I think it's mostly a Photoshop thing, which I appreciate a lot. <laughs> Continue. I'm trying to find ones that aren't all. Oh, if you're an SBNE. <laughs> <laughs> You're a scent work buried novice elite. Buried? Oh, scent work buried novice mm. yeah. elite. Gotcha. Requires 10 total qualifying runs in the buried novice class. Wow. These so are such accomplished dogs. But like, I just don't understand what kind of people like, like uh, surely a lot of the dogs will qualify for many of these. 
I definitely spat on my mic a lot when I was yelling. Delicious. <laughs> She's now dabbing at the mic with her palm. It's so soggy. <laughs> Sorry to anyone else on the podcast that uses the yellow mic. <laughs> Sorry, DMC. <laughs> um, there's one called XF. Excellent fast. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent fast. That's what it's called. Excellent fast. For a title, dog must earn three qualifying scores in excellent A-fast agility class under at least two different judges. Wow. Sorry, some things are just in all caps, so I have to yell them. You have <laughs> to. You must. There's no other option. And then there's – um. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> what are you discovering? Oh, I found some cool ones. FDCH, mm-hmm. flyball dog champion. Cool. FM, flyball master. Whoa. And then there's a very helpful one that just says onyx – Onyx. <laughs> what is as in the Pokemon? <laughs> like <laughs> like the, the mineral it just says onyx stone. Then there's CZ8B, Crazy Eights Bronze. <laughs> Sorry, what? Crazy Eights. What's bronze. Crazy Eights? I don't know. Your guess is as best as mine. These are <laughs> Barn Hunt Association titles. There's like a bunch. Anyway, this oh duck tolling. Oh, Nova Scotian Duck Tolling Retriever Club. They all have like different working certificate titles. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, sorry. I know that wasn't particularly fluid and enlightening, <laughs> but I great. just wanted to like tell you that we we cracked the code of the the letters. And now we'll we'll stop complaining every time yeah. we watch <laughs> watch a dog show. There's so many. Like there's literally there's like thousands. I'm like reading through them and there's so many. So sorry that wasn't really particularly like organized and fluid, but I just wanted to let you know that I found it and that if you want to read more about titles and abbreviations in sporting and events, you can go to the American Kennel Club and read more. Love that. Listeners. But I just want to say we figured it out. Listeners, if you have a dog with those titles, oh my God, please, please tell us. Please share that. So I can look it up on my abbreviation list because I want to know. Because now we're professionals. <laughs> I can no also sort the titles by sport or in alphabetical order. Very handy. Check out our show notes if you want to also <laughs> involve yourself with this chart. I don't know what the STD class is. <laughs> Any we guesses? We can say a lot that's uh, very inappropriate. STD. I think STD. Sporting. Sporting. Dog. That's it. I don't know. They're all agility ones, but I don't know what it is. Anyway. We'll have a ponder of that while I talk about. Yeah. Do you have a breed for us? I'll <laughs> dog breed. I do. Do you have I an do. unpronounceable breed for us? Oh, I do. We were talking about this pre-show. Um, and all right, Justin, I'm going to attempt <laughs> to say it. And Justin's um, going to really laugh in her face and then cry. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? What are you I'm going to say this. Um, I was going to say phonetically, but it's not phonetically. Um, just how I would read it. Okay, that makes sense. As an Australian with... Uh, read it how it looks. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. There's a word for that. Sound it yeah. out. Give us a gross Australian accent. Love it. All right, here we go. Oh, that's a bit cockney, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how to be Australian. I'm just here. <laughs> okay, so if I were to just read it. <laughs> it would be the Saplaninac. Saplaninac. That sounds close. Saplaninac. Sure. Saplaninac. I'm hearing Saplaninac. Snacks and a nap. Snacks and a nap. Nice. Something we all need. I think it might be Saplanina. 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 Snaps and a knack. <laughs> Snacks and a nap. So I'm also not reading it, I'm just guessing. What, how, how do you spell it? It's an S with a with an accent. I don't know the name of Ooh, the accent. Oh, I can do that but on it's my like computer. A little upside down triangle, but it's missing. It's the third one on a Mac. Just letting you know. The yeah. third one on a Mac. Yep. 
The third accent on a Mac. Yep. Yep. So it's like a little accented S. Yep. A R. Yep. P L. Yep. N I. Yep. N A C. Sharplanina. Sharplanina, of course. Where do you get the Nina from? Oh, I found N-I-N-A face water. is in there. Whoops, hang on. <laughs> what, what did you find? Hold for Taylor to Google, I guess. <laughs> Sharplanina. So, uh, oh, also you called said Sarplanac, right? Sarplanac is Sarplanac. Uh, yeah, I'm with Justin. I think you wouldn't you wouldn't pronounce the C, right? Yeah. Sarplanina. Sharplanina. Sharplanina. Do you know more or. results? Co- oh, I definitely missed a letter. Hang on. <laughs> or Sarplanina. You could also look up Yugoslavian shepherd dog. Oh, that's easier. Thanks for telling us to do that. Or, or <laughs> Serbian mountain dog. Serbian mountain dog. Yes, that would make sense. Um, Which I think is what it roughly translates to is mountain dog. <gasps> can I we think. can we get like a hey Taylor? Yeah. Do you want to? <laughs> that sounds like the start of a joke. <laughs> do you want to look up a I translation of that, of please? Yeah, if I'm just trying to get my computer to do the funky S. Uh, oh fuck. Oh yeah, it has the Serbian acrylic spelling as well, which is cool. Oh, I did it! I did it! You did it. Saplanina. Okay, what do you want me to search? Ah, oh, just the origins of the name. If you, if you oh want. sure. <laughs> it's literally right in front of me. You know what? <laughs> Never mind. What is wrong with you? <laughs> the breed is known in Serbian as Justin. Shaplanina. <laughs> in Macedonian as another thing, but very similar. <laughs> oh, you know what? This just says a bunch of different ways you can say it. Um, yeah. But yes, dog of the Saar Mountains. Dog is what? of the Saar Mountains. Or the Which part of the Saplanina yes, is the dog? Planina? Uh, so Shah Planina is the Shah Mountains. Yeah. So I guess there's no ne- there's ne- not necessarily a dog part of that word. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, my my Cyrillic languages aren't that great. Yeah, so no. sorry, I can't help you. What's out wrong with you? We've gone we from Borzois to Shapanina. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next episode for another thing we can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do something American next week. We won't butcher that. Um, so it's a dog breed of the livestock guardian type. Uh, yes, named after the Shah Mountains. I could have just Shaman. read that before. <laughs> Oh, it's a Molossa type mountain mountain dog. What does that mean, Justin? Well, most of our uh, livestock guardians are of the Molossa type. So if you think of Great Pyrenees, Mm -hmm. you think of Marema Sheepdog, you think of Anatolian Shepherds, Mm -hmm. they're all within that Molossa type. Which is Mm. uh, solidly built. Yep. And Large. furry. So even even Rottweilers come into the Molossa type as well. This photo seems to be of a Mastiff of some kind. Is that? Mastiffs are up there. So all the big and chunkies. The big and chunkies. <laughs> big and chunkies. Big and lumbering. With a bit of guarding, with, with some guarding credentials. Love that. Big, chunky and guarding. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So it's a breed of antiquity believed by many to be one of, if not the oldest, true Molossa in the world. That's cool. Yeah, a lot of the, the dog breeds in that sort of space, yeah. that geographical space, I guess, claim that oh. title. <laughs> uh, if you have a look at things like the Anatolian Shepherd, yeah. um, the Kavats, the Marema. We don't actually know, do we? We don't really know. No. We're just going, we think <laughs> so. You know, it's it's around 6,000-ish years that those dogs have been doing the job of yeah. guarding livestock for humans. Huh. 
Yeah. Thousands, thousands, thousands of years. Thousands of years. Oh, that's cool. So when it comes to rehoming one of those types of dogs, you've got genetically, you've got that background of that that livestock guardian background. So yeah. they tend to be really protective of their flock. So once Ooh. they once they accept you as part of their flock, like you see lots of silly uh, YouTube videos and Facebook videos oh. of like a Marema sheepdog in the middle of all these chickens and the chickens are pecking at the, the Marema sheepdog. Oh. And it's just like, I'm taking this because oh. you're my flock and I must oh. look after you. Oh, that's so, so sweet. So sweet. <laughs> they're like that with if they think you're their flock, but if they think you're not their flock and you're a predator coming to attack their flock, they're not so happy. Oh. You won't like them when they're angry. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you playing at home, this is what they look like. Um, they have about a four I thought you were going to show us a photo and I was like, that's really not helpful. She, she's drawing it for us right <laughs> yeah. now. Can you see it? Um, they, are, they are a little bit mastiffy, a little bit, but not really. They're more along the lines of um, really cute and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Big, fluffy, but don't tell them boys. we said that. Um, with... Oh, the coat is about four inches or ten centimeters long. That's yeah. a long coat. Yeah. Um, very dense and evenly distributed. Yes. Colors include grey, white, tan, and black. Colors can be solid or blended. Um, oh, that's interesting. It's one of the few flock guards that come in solid colors other than white. The body is medium in size and bone. Medium. They look like big dogs. They they are. Big, but they're not giants. They're not gotcha. like Great Dane big. So uh, I used to actually have a Chaponina. Yeah, yeah. So for him, I could pat him on the shoulders standing up. Oh, well, okay. So yeah. like if my hand was just down by my side, I yeah. could pat him on the shoulders. So Oh, that sounds like my ideal size d- dog. You don't have to bend over to pat them. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're, they're big, but they, they're not so big that they're not athletic. So they're large and athletic Ooh. as well. So. I love a large and athletic dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of have that speed element yeah. of like a German Shepherd. Yep. Um, but also have the strength of the Pyrenees. So they're not quite as chunky as a Pyrenees. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're love a, bit a more, bit more lithe than a Pyrenees. Temperament-wise, how Temperament was yours? Mind, he was an absolute sweetheart with me and my family and oh. everyone that he thought was his flock. Yeah. And everyone that he didn't think he was his flock, he checked, do I have to kill them, Daddy, or do I let them oh. go? Do we let them live? Yes, son, we let them live. Um, so <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he was hard work. He came Great. to me as a, as a, um, as a rescue dog. Uh, mm. I adopted him from uh, a rescue organisation. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, yeah, he came to us as an adult and so he had some challenges that we had to deal with uh-huh. but mostly through that flock guardianship. So he was beautiful with kids, beautiful oh. with my dog, beautiful with um, – we used to foster like ducklings and stuff like that and he was like, oh, oh. little duckling, I'll look after you. Oh. Um, so it was a bit sweet. Um, That's precious. Yeah. But taking him for walks when other people are walking their dogs was a bit of a challenge. Right. Yeah. Okay. So because they're working dogs, you've yeah. got to keep them So as working. a livestock guardian, their yeah. job is to sit in literally hundreds of acres. Yeah. And when, you know, f- coming from Europe, when things like wolves and bears and things come to eat their flock, mm-hmm. their job is to take them down and – Yes. Yeah. So, so they, they, they go from sleepy, solid. sleepy front dog to, oh, my goodness. Um, Let's kill a bear. Yeah. <laughs> kind of scary. Uh, right. So he, he used to do this hilarious thing where he would escape to the neighbor's yard because he thought that that was part of his territory. Aww, yeah. Because they're used to being in big territories. Uh-huh. And, and he would go and just lay under their poinciana tree 
It was quite nice. Wow. Yeah. Sounds regal. Awesome. They also tend to dig nests as well. Oh, cute, yeah. So because they're used to being out in in, in large paddocks. So he used to find the, the highest part of our yard and dig a nest in there so he could just watch for bad guys. That's amazing. Yeah. So not for the lighthearted. I certainly wouldn't recommend yes. them for Beginners. the general – uh, as as a general pet dog at all, mm-hmm. but if you do have them as a as a general pet dog, there's lots of work that needs to be done with them. Yeah, yeah. to be properly trained, to be properly trained, but also to Controlled. be properly socialised for them to go. Right, that's not the devil, and I don't have to send them back to the seventh layer of hell <laughs> every time they see something new that they don't know. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because um, he's so he was so big that his paws would go over my shoulder and down oh, my back. So you've got a dog standing that. up is size of a like fully grown adult male human. So Don't want that approaching scary, other people. Scary, scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but so lovely cuddly. and floofy. He was the floofiest, cuddliest, snuggliest oh. dog I've ever had. And we used to spoon all the time and it was oh. so lovely. He was such a lovely smoocher and he would sit on top of you and like lie over the top of you like he was a, a lap dog. <laughs> but he was like 55 kilos or something. Yeah, that's like that. Holy that sounds like my wow. ideal yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So I think if someone's looking for something that looks like a Chaplanina – then maybe go for a Bernese Mountain Dog. Yep. I think the Berner is a much nicer – not nicer, sorry, all the Chaplaninas out there. Um, <laughs> but the Berner is probably – Chaplaninas. Bernese Mountain Dog is probably going to be a better pet-related dog. If you're looking sure. for large and fluffy, which I love – Love large and fluffy. Then I would say maybe the Bernese Mountain Dog mm-hmm. rather than the uh, Chaplanina. Right. Yeah. Oh, good tip, good tip. Um, this – the article I'm reading is just like not recommended for apartment life. Uh, has an all-weather coat and will be content to live and sleep outdoors. His character – this is a great sentence. His character demands a zesty outdoor life. A zesty outdoor life. Zesty. What did – did you have to do much for grooming with that giant coat? Yeah, so we brushed him pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, So – but that was also something that he enjoyed doing. So we just – was part of our bonding time. What was his name? His name was Mo with two M's. Mo. Mo. <laughs> you said Mo with two M's, and I was yeah. like, so his name was Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I can spell <laughs> two M's. Cute Mo. Mo. Precious. Yeah. Oh, oh that's great. Yeah, that's my dog breed, which is yeah, Justin's dog breed. Thank you. Thank you. That's so helpful. I. That's so much. That's so much more fun than just reading off this article. <laughs> I appreciate that you know things, Justin. Oh, I appreciate that I had the opportunity to know things. Yay! <laughs> we all appreciate everything. Yeah. Taylor, do you have a story <laughs> for us? <laughs> I've definitely done my story because you definitely <laughs> just did your breed. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd just like, go back to the start. I mean, my initial answer is no. Like, I definitely <laughs> just don't have one. Proper- I could think of something. I just got caught in my brain for a second there. What I actually meant was, hey, Justin. Hey, Mel. <laughs> Actually, I have a question for you. Excellent. <laughs> for our tips and tricks. Uh, so, Taylor and I have recently moved out together. We live together. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. We have a yard. Yay. So, obviously, it's a good yard. It's time for us to adopt a dog. Yay. Something we've been wanting to do together for a Excellent. long time. Um, but I have a question about how does one approach bringing home like an adult dog? Mm. Adopting an adult dog. Yeah. 
I think that adopting an adult dog is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everyone should experience puppyhood once. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, probably, yeah. that's probably enough. <laughs> there's, there's enough like smeary messes that you need to clean up. You can <laughs> do that once but then you don't need to do it again. Go go to the adult dog. Uh, go <laughs> to your it. local animal shelter or rescue group and mm-hmm. have a chat with them. So the first thing I would suggest is, yeah, absolutely talking to those rescue groups and those organisations about um, – the, the sorts of animals that they do rehome. Mm-hmm. So some uh, some organisations are very particular about the animals they rehome. Some are like, yeah, we'll just rehome everybody. So it's a good idea oh. to find out what you're getting into. Sure. Um, I, I guess like with anything, there are some people who have um, very much a focus on getting the dogs rehomed and that's really all they're focusing on mm-hmm. whereas others are looking at um, what's the social follow-on from rehoming that particular dog. So the analogy that I sometimes use is it's like buying a second-hand car. Um, some people just want to sell the car. <laughs> yep. Other people are like, well, it's irresponsible for me to sell you this car if I know it's got broken brakes. Gotcha. So yeah. it's important to do a little bit of background into the organisation that you're getting the animals from. Yep. Um, I would recommend that the animal is desexed and microchipped mm. and vaccinated and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. if you can. Um, some organisations around the world will uh, get people to um, agree to desexing the dog after oh, they rehome sure. it, but yeah. not everyone does. So, oh yeah, that's yeah, wouldn't yeah. count on that. How well so, governed is that? Yeah, yeah, so I would keep an eye on that. Um, but then bringing the dog home, there's a, there's a few things you can do, like get. Get the home set up as as much as you can, uh, and before you get them, before you get them. Yeah, yeah I was wondering that also yeah. when we when we, week, when we got excited, we got excited to go down to the. <laughs> there's a great PDF store. you can get. It's a free ebook you can get online called "Before You Get Your Puppy," uh-huh. and that's by Ian Dunbar. I think we talked about. Yes, yeah, that's right, Master. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. and look. Like with anything, just you know, it's it's a great piece of information, but it is it is pretty intense. So mm-hmm. I would say you know take everything with a bit of a grain of salt. Okay, um, he's seen, I guess the the um, I guess the problem end of yep. dogs getting rehomed and and moved out of homes. Right, so it can be a little bit of um, bit full on that that particular ebook, but it's got some really great tips there of how to set up your house for a new dog coming in. Um, you know, setting up toileting areas, setting up sleeping areas, and mm, making sure your great. whole setup's really nice for them so have everything there beforehand um if you can get as much background on the on the adult dog as possible Mm -hmm. so it's it's there's three key components to any behavior Mm. one is genetics so like the chaplainina that's for thousands and thousands and thousands of years has the sole job of hanging out with sheeps and goats and making sure bad guys don't come and steal them yes there's a lot of genetic pressure on those particular behaviors Mm -hmm. So genetics does play a particular part, but also um, the the personals, the person, the, the dog or person, <laughs> uh, their personal experience as yeah. well. So if you can get an idea of that as mm-hmm. much as you can. Um, now some organisations, again, are better than others about being forthcoming with that sort of information. So I guess be aware, like buying a second-hand car, that sometimes you may not get all the information. Right. So some, again, it's it's all comes down to the individual that you're, you're hanging out with. So just be aware that that dog may have some background that you're not aware of. Uh, and then what I recommend is setting them up from the start, from from the get-go. A friend of mine once said, had some great advice from her auntie about her love life. Her auntie told her, don't do anything in the first six months that you don't want to do for the rest of your life. Oh. And I think that's really good dating advice. <laughs> 
Oh. But it's also really good bringing a new dog home advice uh-huh. as well. So. I'm learning some things here today. <laughs> yeah. So whatever you do in those first you know, few months of that dog coming home, mm. that mm. is you setting up what the guidelines are going to be for that relationship for the rest of the time. And what we find, especially dogs that have come from a rescue background, people like, oh, poor puppy's had such a bad upbringing. Oh, poor little guy. It's been so tough. I'm going to make life as nice for you as possible. And they... They become complacent. They Well, they sort of just... Over love is the wrong word, but they kind of, uh, I guess, become really, really over the top with the dog. Mm -hmm. They spend like they'll take two weeks off work and they'll spend every day with the dog Mm. and every moment with the dog and then they'll just like won't set any ground rules or anything like that. And then when they go to work, the dog's like, but – uh-huh. Where, where'd you go? You, you've been been here for two weeks, but now you're gone. And life was bad and now you're here and you're the best thing that oh, ever happened to my life and okay. now you're gone. That's so just not then, so. Well, that's kind of what we were planning on doing. We were looking at having two weeks off so that we could be home and like Mel could be there 24-7. Yeah. Is that something you shouldn't do when I you're bringing a new dog in? I think the two weeks off is a great idea, but start with settling in time and then start with practice leaving. Yep. So yeah. So go grocery use that shopping. Two weeks, use that two weeks to get away. them used to you being away. Use that cool. two weeks to get them used to what the front door sounds like, what the keys sound like, you know, all those different things. Yeah. It's, and again, it's like setting up the, the dog for success in that relationship and going, mm. right, this is this is the ground rules. Look, a lot of people say don't let the dog on the bed or do let the dog. Uh, it's up to you. It's your, like I often say, it's your dog and your, your rules. Right. So if you want the dog on the bed, Go for it. Okay. I personally don't like the dog on the bed because <laughs> I have like me and my wife and two kids already in yeah. the bed. So having having a sharp Mina in, in there as well as another dog is going to be too much. So it's up to you. If you want the yeah. dog on the couch, that's fine as long as you have, I guess, some ground rules. So yeah. teach up, teach off, teach. Yeah, uh, great. Matt training is fantastic. Sus. So sus. Yeah, my my dog is trained in Romanian. Oh, nice. um, so up for my dog is sus. Nice. Mm. Yeah, sorry, continue. Um, so my <laughs> Matt training. My, my dogs learn Italian as well, so it's, yeah. it's, it's nice. So, yeah, mat training is fantastic because then you can get a really nice comfy mat that they can lay on next to the couch if you mm. don't want them on the couch. Yeah. And then if you want them on the couch, you just bring the mat up on the couch and they go, all right, I'm allowed to be on the couch when the mat's up there. Yeah. But not when the mat's not there. Oh, such good so, advice. Yeah, that, that would be my, my first thing. First of all, as I always say, Take their daily dietary intake, put it in a jar, and feed them as they use go. That to train. Um, use that for training. Mm-hmm. Use that for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Use that as you go. Or if they're on a raw food diet that you don't want to be you know, putting in a jar, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then still you can you know, make it interesting and entertaining for them to mm-hmm. get that food out. You know things like licky mats and things like mm-hmm. that are really handy. Yeah. Um, then you know, teach the basics. Teach them like dogs. Just even if they're an adult, they might know sit if you're lucky. Yeah. So it's almost like getting a puppy and starting again starting and teaching charge. them what those basic cues are. Mm-hmm. Even if they're previously toilet trained, again, start from scratch like mm-hmm. it's a puppy. Teach it's a new them. place still too. They need to absolutely get accustomed to where to go yeah. and what's okay and what's not. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All that kind of stuff too. Um, Quick question on the yes. fact that we have uh, stairs that lead down to our garden. Yes. Uh, is there any way to go about uh, – if the dog's not familiar with stairs, the best way to kind of train a dog to go train down stairs. stairs. Yeah, so what I recommend doing with stairs is if you can, start the dog, like even if you pick them up and put them on like the last two stairs going mm-hmm. down 
and then let them go down from there. So yep. it's, a, it's a concept called back-chaining when you start with the uh-huh. end of the behaviour and then you train them back to the start. Cool. So you start them on the last two stairs, then you get them to go down. Then you go back up to three and four, yep. then go down. And like we did with uh, Easy Challenging Easy, yes. we're going to do the same thing with this. So we might go one, two, three, four, one, two. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, three, four, one, two. Yeah. And so you build it up yeah. and break it down for Great. them. Because you want them to go slowly, especially if they're a youngish dog because mm-hmm. their growth plates and their shoulders are still developing yeah. and you don't want to be putting too much pressure if they're a Chaplaninats or a large breed dog like that. Uh, They've got old English sheepdog Old what English we sheepdog, sheep absolutely. They're going to put a lot of weight on those shoulders. Yeah. So slowly downstairs is really important. Great. Any tips yeah. for – does it make a difference whether the stairs – like our stairs have those like gaps? You know, yeah. they're not fully built so yes. they can slip. So a lot of dogs freak out with the do- with the, the gaps. gaps. Yeah. So me some- at age six, yeah. <laughs> oh. like, I hate gap stairs. I'm gonna die and fall through. Oh, because no. if you look at it from a dog's point of view, like standing on stairs from a human's point of view, you can see the treads. Yeah. But if you're looking at it from a dog's point of view, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's huge gap. It's nothing there. Yeah. There's nothing to stand on. What do you yeah. want me to do? Yeah. So that's where. Even hanging some like stream, like some um, some material or something behind the gaps to to come oh, down. That's um, a great so idea. Like a little bead curtain, little seventies bead curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that, or just getting some cardboard and just sticking some like if it's a in rental. Gaps, yeah. If it's a rental, you can just tack some cardboard in there. So just blue tack. That's really so clever. So that way they can see, they've got a visual of of those. But there's steps, more coming. The yep. Yeah. Wow, awesome. that's awesome. Yay! Oh my so goodness. Other hot tip on yeah. stairs yeah. is especially if they're they're paw pads, especially with the fairy dogs, like the mm. old English sheep dogs, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll have fairy paws as well. Mm-hmm. So you'll need to trim, trim them and make sure that they're nice and they're not gonna neat. slip down the stairs. Yeah. But also you can get some again for rentals, you can get like temporary um tread um, traction stuff for the stairs. Oh, sure, yeah. So like the just, stuff you put in the bath? Yeah, like stuff you, you know, put in the like bath. You know, you put in the bath <laughs> to make it non-slip, yeah, like kind of like that? you can get stuff that's in strips for, for stairs? stairs as yeah. well. And you just stick it down and then you can rip it up later. That's so. a great idea. That's really cool. Ah, such Learning. good ideas. Yeah. Always such a pleagure to have you here, Justin. It's so wonderful ah, to be agreed. here. Thank you so much. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Yep. Uh, let us know how you are going with any adoptions you may have, any training you might be doing with your doggo. You're going to make me do the socials three Heck weeks yeah. in a row, aren't before, you? Before we do, can I give a plug for a really great resource? Yeah, please do. Please do yeah. Yeah. So I recommend Love Has No Age Limit by Patricia McConnell. Oh, awesome. It's a really excellent resource. It's a very thin book, but it's great for um, setting up your life for a new dog coming into your home. Oh, Taylor, we should get that book. Yeah, you should definitely Aww, get that Oh, I see it. It's cute. Order it immediately. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit us up on our socials, you guys. Do you want me to do the socials? Oh, I can do them. All right. Uh, so Fleek and Papa <laughs> on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Search F-L-O-O-F-N or ampersand Papa, P-U-P-P-E-R podcast, and you will find us. We're also on That's Not Canon.com with all the other podcasts and Thanks our merchandise. <laughs> Thanks for having us. That's Not Canon. Zane's back in the room. Hey, Producer Zane. Zane is back. Yeah. You've got to find some room. things at the start of this episode you're not going to like. Yep. <laughs> Good luck. Just let back. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> That's it from us. Thanks again, awesome. Justin. Do you Thank want to plug you yourself? Yes, you can find me on Facebook at JPO Pet Coach. And we'll link it in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah, we will. Thanks again, you guys. Thank you so much Go for Go out into the world, pet some dogs, Yay. cuddle your dogs, train them. Train them. Uh, <laughs> early socialization, etc. You know what we're about. <laughs> pork, pork.
Goodbye. Goodbye. Maybe. I totally lied. Why not? <laughs> Just kidding. Bonus episode. Bonus part of Just the kidding. episode. Just kidding. Goodbye. Bonus, 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 bonus. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber. In order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.